0: Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and today we have a great message for you coming out of the book of Jeremiah chapter 9, just two verses, verses 23 and 24. I'm reading from the King James Version today, so if you don't have your Bibles, pause the podcast, run, get your Bible, come back and join us. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 through 24, just those two verses we're going to talk about christian maturity today and uh this is one of the lessons that i have taught in my discipleship class at church but it's got such a great message i want to share this with you today christian maturity out of jeremiah chapter 9 verses 23 through 24 in the king james version it says thus saith the lord let not the wise man glory in his wisdom let not the mighty man glory in his might nor let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Listen to me, church, today I want to talk to you about that Christian maturity that God wants us all to have. And many people are just uh, reluctant to use that word when it comes to Christian Christian walks because they don't like the word maturity. They don't like what it takes to become a mature Christian. So our level of spiritual maturity is always going to be measured by the way that we let God's perspective of life become our perspective of life. We always like to have our viewpoint, do things our way, have our own goals and meet our own agendas, but God's way is not our ways. His his thoughts are not our thoughts. He does not want us living the way we want to live. He wants us to surrender to him. And submit to his thoughts and to submit to his ways and life. So, we can always tell how you or I or anybody else has a level of, of spiritual maturity by the degree of which their perspective in life has become God's perspective, by, by the measure of how they are letting the Bible dictate and transform who they are to the image of Christ. So what does growth and spiritual maturity refer to? It refers to the process in which the Holy Spirit transforms our spiritual understanding, our, our values, our priorities, and all these other things in our lives in order to increase Christ's flow and his evidence of our life through ourselves where God can move through us as more of his life, as more of Christ's will and God's God's will and his word operates through us and flows through us so that there'll be a large portion of spiritual fruit showing up in our lives, good fruit, not bad fruit. We are producing the fruit of the spirit so that we have what God wants in our life and we're showing the rest of the world what God wants us to be showing and living the life he wants us to live. So we need an abiding fellowship with the Holy Spirit and that has to do with his life being able to flow through us at any given moment when we're walking with him, talking with him, living the life that he wants us to live and and having that spiritual maturity that causes the Holy Spirit to be able to flow through us at any given moment to reach other people, to, to teach other people, to cause fellowship with other people as we fellowship with the Holy Spirit and are led and guided by the Holy Spirit. So one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have in our Christian walk is is we start trying to measure our spiritual maturity by the wrong things. We we try to measure our spiritual maturity by showing people how we can memorize verses, showing people how much scripture we know and, and talking. You, know, you could have the entire Bible memorized and be sucking milk spiritually. It does not your spiritual maturity is not based on how much biblical knowledge you have, it's based on how much you are you are willing to allow the Holy Spirit to transform you into. To his understanding and transform you into his word. Where how much you submit to him, you can have one verse or two verses of scripture memorized, and you can even just open up the Bible and read those verses that have done something to you and changed your life. Even though you haven't memorized them, and you you could still be very mature in those couple of verses, and that will transform your life by the measure of what those two verses can do. And that's maturity in those two verses. It doesn't have to be the whole Bible. Bible. Just as we saw in Jeremiah chapter 9, God said, let him glory in this. If you want to glory in something that you understand and know me. So spiritual maturity in the Christian's walk is knowing God, understanding what he wants in your life, seeking him first. The Bible says to seek the kingdom of God wholeheartedly, to seek after him, chase after him, and all the other things you need in life will be added unto you. Why? Because of your spiritual maturity in Christ. And it's it's not because you can memorize those scriptures like I said earlier. It's because the ones that you do know, the scripture that has jumped out at you and caused you to live the way that you live in part, as you get pieces of the puzzle of life that God is transforming you into, each piece of the puzzle changes the way that you walk. Each piece of the puzzle changes the way that you talk to people and show it changes your character and causes you to live a certain way different from what you used to live because the light of, of Christ has come on inside of your spirit because of those spirits few little verses of scripture that has transformed a portion of your mind and and you are starting to mature in those areas and God has many, many, many areas in our lives that he wants us to mature in but it has to start somewhere and he wants us to start by understanding him and knowing him that we can find out that our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways. Why? Because we need our mind transformed to learn to think like he thinks and transform our mind to learn to have our ways to measure up to the way he wants us to live. And because Romans 12 and 2 says be not conformed to this world but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God why would he put that in the Bible if he didn't want us living it why would he put that in there if he would say well don't worry about that that just sounded like a good scripture and it don't really mean anything no he wants you to not be part of this world he don't want you to think like the world does he don't want you to be conformed to the things and be drawn to the things of this world and and mold your life after the things that the world chases. He wants you to transform your mind according to his scripture, according to his will in your life. And you can only get that by reading the word of God and studying it. And next, and most importantly, allowing that word to come alive in you and mold you and change you and allow that word to transform you to act different from what you act now. And that's why we need spiritual maturity. That's how we grow in Christ. And we don't need to be babes sucking the milk of the gospel all of our lives. We need to step up and have the meat, as Paul says. And some people just can't do it because they don't want the responsibility of knowing what the scripture means. They don't want the responsibility of being responsible for that word and, and having to work and, and chastise theirself and bring theirself into submission to the word of God. They don't want to have to deal with that. So they learn just enough scripture to get theirself what they call, I'm saved and I'm waiting on the boat to heaven type of conversation. You're not going to have the life that God has for you. You're not going to see the abundance of life. You're not going to see the good grace of God and all the good things that he has for you. God needs us to mature in the word to show us how that our bodies can be healed, how that our, our lives can prosper, how his favor can be on our lives. The only way we can have those things is to mature in the word, to seek his face, let his word change us, and let his pruning shears, let the father the husbandman of the of the vineyard to come down and and prune some things out of our lives and get rid of things that don't belong in our lives so that he can cause us to grow the fruit that he wants us to grow so i can I, one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have is they they limit the flow of God's uh, spirit working in us. They they limit the power that God has in our lives because we have perceived personal capabilities in our lives and limitations. So uh, what I want to say by that is natural tendencies of the human nature is we limit God according to our personal understanding of Him. He can. I've told my church many of times that God don't have any limits. He don't have any restrictions. Except except for the ones that we put on him in our own thought patterns, in our own doubts, and on our own disbeliefs. As, as God transforms us, he will speak to us about different areas of our understandings so that we won't restrict his flow of life through us so that he can freely flow and he can, he can cause us to continually maintain that attitude of being one of his disciples, that attitude of being a student of the gospel, to, to learn and grow and to minimize the time that the Holy Spirit has to spend teaching us in any area of our giving life but one of the things that we like to talk about is we we look at how we limit the Lord by only remembering the things that we have trouble with and we we say well I always fail in that area I'm always tripping up in that area this one sin I just can't get past this this one mistake every time I turn around I'm making it and I'll always be that way. You speak those words over yourself because you don't have faith that the Word of God can transform you. The Word of God is what does the work, and it's not you. If you did that by yourself, you wouldn't need Jesus Christ. You would think that you could transform yourself, but we turn to Jesus Christ because He's our Savior. He's the one that changes our life, and He's the one that makes the impossible possible in our spiritual lifestyle. So we need God in these areas. We need to trust Him more. We need to lean on Him and... And Proverbs 3 and 5 says to trust in him with everything about us and not to lean on what we think and not to lean on the way that we believe things. And in everything that we do, acknowledge God in that area and let God be the one to lead us and guide us and take us to where he wants us to be. But what we need to see in our spiritual growth and in our spiritual life as we mature in Christ and get closer to Him and, and live for Him and cause Him to operate more and more in our life is that we need to see our focus in life, our, our spiritual eyesight start shifting from our own capabilities, what we're limiting Him from because of our own negative thoughts, our own lack of faith. We shift from that into what He's capable of. We shift into what the scripture tells us that He's capable of doing through us. That's where we we become overcomers. That's where we become monumental and and become overcomers in Christ because we start seeing that as long as Christ lives in us and his word is alive in us and we see what he's capable of, we start taking the limitations off of God so that he can freely operate in our lives and that's where his favor that surpasses all of our understanding, all of his peace, all of his joy, all of those things that Christ says he gives us our joy, that, that joy that has no strings attached to it. Even when things are going bad in the world, we still have Christ joy because it's joy that we don't understand. We live the life in Christ where this world does not affect our life. Why? Because we're not citizens of this world. We're not not part of this world. We've learned to come out from this world and be no part of it despite how bad things get. Why? Because you've matured in the Word of God and you realize you're just passing through this place on your way to your heavenly home where you're going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ and you're not going to be concerned about these little short bumps in the road that goes on here on the earth. Why? Because you've read the word of God. You've trusted the word of God. You've got into the Bible and you speak to him daily. You talk to the Lord daily. You spend time abiding with him and letting him work in your life and transforming you day by day and you deal with one day at a time as the Lord directs you and you don't listen to the circumstances that the world says that you're caught up in. That's only a myth. You don't have to worry about that because the world does not have control of you. When you leave this body here on this earth, your spirit will forever be in the presence of Jesus Christ if you have Christ in your life. And the spiritual mature Christian understands that. And so the world does not bother the mature Christian. That's why the Apostle Paul says that you need to grow. You need spiritual growth. You need to get the meat of the word and let it transform you. We should... We should understand and, and and know that as the Bible tells us, when we asked Christ to come into our life, we were saved at that point, our spirit became alive. But Paul said that our mind, will, and emotion is becoming saved, it's continually being saved. Why? Because there's a whole lot of stuff in our head from when we were the old man, when we were the sinner, when we had all that other junk operating in our life, and over time it gets transformed, it gets renewed by the renewing of the word of God as we read it as we study it as we let the word transform us and as God prunes things out of us and changes us into what he wants us to be then our learning process our spiritual growth continues daily until we leave this world and move on to heaven but a trap that we have is is an illusion that somehow we arrive at this spiritual place at this this level where we uh, stop continuing with spiritual growth and and the world's discomfort gets to this this place to where we can just have minimal discomfort and minimal pain and our spiritual growth has reached a plateau to where we don't need to grow anymore that's a trap set by the devil because our our faith and our our faith and understanding in him needs to increase he he We need to know how God thinks. We need to understand more of how he acts so that we can increasingly think like him and act like him and bear more spiritual fruit like him even through every space of time in our faith even though we feel like we're taking risks. But we need to rest assured that we're never going to be out of God's sovereign oversight and care. We need to understand that he's never going to allow us to suffer things beyond his provision of grace to sustain us and we need to continually grow and as I told in one of my discipleship classes sometimes those pains and sometimes those sufferings are there to help mature us and and take us through something to help us learn a lesson sometimes it is so that we can relate with other people's pains so that we can have empathy with them and pray with them and help bring them out of the hole they're in God's ways are not our ways and the mature Christian understands that but growing believers find that their life is is a constant warfare, but the warfare does not concern us as bad because we know that there's some, there's some things going on in our life over and over and over as we grow, but it's always God's will that comes out on top, and it's always God's will that prevails in our life. And we need to not be complacent and satisfied with our level of spiritual growth. We need to never resist change. We need to never resist what God wants to do in our life. We need to always submit to Him and allow God to change our life anytime He wants to change it because it's always going to be for the better. He's always going to have the best thing for us. His His thoughts for us are always to prosper us. Jeremiah 29 11. His, he wants to always give us good things and give us a good life and health and prosperity. It's not to harm us or do us any wrong. So God's plan is always the best plan for us and we need to believe that. But see, we need to let the spiritual growth in our life be just like some things that goes on in life. You know, sometimes a spring, a spring will Uh, well a spring will start just in a little bit of a trickle and the more it runs through the rocks and through the soil it becomes a stream and it starts cutting a path and and the more water flows and the more it cuts away at the path the more of the bigger that stream becomes and then it it becomes a, a river and then as the river gets bigger and the more rains come the the more water that falls into that river comes off the mountain into the valley the river gets more and more powerful and begins to flow outside of its banks and and begins to cut its own path and flood the fields and everything else that's how spiritual growth looks like in the maturity process you start out as a baby Christian you start out with a little trickle of faith you start out with a little trickle of knowledge and then God's word starts to grow in you and you get another piece of the puzzle and another piece of the puzzle and all of a sudden the picture starts to come into a process and and it's it's not faded so much and you're you're getting a portion of the picture that's bringing a little maturity to it and your trickle Becomes a stream, and and as the word of God. Sp- uh, flows through you and you start building a relationship with God and and you're walking with him and abiding with him and the Holy Spirit is guiding you through more and more things. God begins to work in you more in those rivers of living water as God, as Jesus says in John seven thirty eight, 38, he, he that believes in me as scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Once those streams get overflowing with God's spirit and, and you begin to be anointed and you begin to see the maturity of Christ, working in you that stream becomes a river and more and more of that it begins to affect you more as you grow and your river comes out of the banks and it floods everybody it touches and you start rubbing off people see you in the spirit realm and they see what God's doing in your life and how God's working on you and how the word of God is affecting you and how God's favors on your life and you start rubbing off on other people and they start wanting what you've got that's why we need to abide and fellowship with the Holy Spirit all the time and allow the Holy Spirit to flow in our lives and and let him flow through us to the point that we are always accepting his change and not our own ideas. So one of the things that we need to do is just realize that our maturity process it's kind of like an infant growing up and becomes an adolescent. Somebody needs to feed that infant. Somebody needs to change it. Somebody has to spoon-feed it for a while until it becomes an adolescent, but it still needs adu- uh education as it's growing as an adolescent, a teenager and and as it grows on up into an adult it becomes mature and steps out on its own and and buys its own car and buys its own house and it's buying its own groceries and building its own family. Why? Because it's learning things. It's been watching and learning and growing in its own mindset. And that's the spiritual maturity that we have as a Christian. As Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child and I understood as a child and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away those childish things. I became mature and started thinking about the things that were more important. You know, when when men are teenagers and young adults and they're they're single, they think about themselves and what they can accomplish and the things they can do for themselves. But they get married and they have children and then their thoughts shouldn't be toward themselves anymore. If they're mature enough and they live right. They're thinking toward their spouse and they're thinking toward their children. What I'm supposed to be doing to take care of those people, how I'm supposed to provide for them, how I'm supposed to keep power on and keep water on so that they can stay clean and have food and food on the table and clothes on their back and shoes on their feet. You're not thinking about yourself as much anymore because your priorities has shifted from self to others and that's part of that growth process and as we grow as a Christian, God becomes our main focus. We we stop looking at ourselves, we stop looking at other people, and we start trusting totally on God being our focus. And when God is our focus... He's causing us to meet the needs of other people. He's causing other people to meet our needs. He's causing us to pray for other people and he's causing for uh, other people to be praying for us. That, That maturity in so many people starts a process that's a chain reaction in spiritual maturity where the whole body of Christ is functioning as one motor, so to speak, one engine, one group of people with one mind, one mindset and one goal, and that's to please God and live into his will And that's why we need to live that spiritual maturity that he talks about. So that we even see that the spiritual growth of Jesus Christ, even as he was a child, Luke chapter two, verse 40 says, when I was a child or, or excuse me, as the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, he was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. And Luke 2 and 42 says, When he was 12 years old, they, talking about Joseph and Mary, found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors and the educated people, both hearing of them and asking them questions. And all those people that heard him was astonished at his understanding and his answers. And Jesus increased in wisdom and statue and in favor with God. God and man. You see how the spiritual maturity happens? Jesus did that even when he was 12 year old. He began to have growing in understanding and, and wisdom and knowledge and started having favor with both God and man because of being pleasing to the Father in heaven. And that's what spiritual maturity is all about. We need to be focused on one thing and one thing only most of all and that is to be pleasing our Father in heaven And the only way that we can do that, church, is to seek his will, study his word, pray constantly, have a hunger for his word, be thirsting after his righteousness and have uh, have a mindset that I will surrender to whatever your word tells me to do and I will do that thing and I will surrender to the spirit of God being my guidance and being my director, him being my guide through this life and wherever the spirit of God takes me, I'm willing to follow no matter what I have to go through to follow you. That's, that's submission and that is true maturity in Christ and that's what gets us the, the favor of God upon our lives. Now, church, I, I hope this has helped you out a lot, and I, I pray that you listen to it over and over if you need to, but we need to pray. If, if, if you're not living as mature as you need to, if you know you're not giving it all to Christ like you should, that maybe you're just having a mediocre relationship with Christ, I want to challenge you today that you would get down on your hands and knees and say, God, put a refreshing spirit in me. Bring a refreshing anointing to me so that I will be able to function the way you want me to function. Help me submit to your word. Help me submit to your will so that whatever you want out of me, that I will be willing and able to do that thing that you're asking of me, that you will change my desires into your desires in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today and we hope to see you on the next one.